Hey everyone, welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 225, entitled Mario and the New Horizons. Uh, could could maybe be a, a new musical group out there. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have fun with that. Uh, we're going to celebrate March 10th. Uh, yeah, it's March 16th right now. But hey, you know what? It was March 10th the other day, Mario Day. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the newest update to Animal Crossing New Horizons that was just uh, discussed and just talked about uh, earlier today, I think. It's when they dropped that information. We got a bunch more uh, headlines, things we're going to run through today. Uh, but uh, we just wanted to, first of all, introduce ourselves because maybe maybe this is the first time you're checking out the podcast maybe the first time you're listening and you're like who are these guys what are they talking about my name is steve and uh i am also i am not alone you don't have to just listen to me all night you get to hear barry as well hey barry how's it going Hi, I'm not sure if that's uh, you know a positive for the listeners. They might prefer to listen to you all night. <laughs> I don't know. Or they they might prefer to listen to Greg, but unfortunately, Greg oh. Greg couldn't join us tonight. Uh, so it is just me and Barry. Um, so uh, maybe that's good. Maybe that's not. Um, probably not because I I enjoy Greg. We enjoy Greg. So um, we're sad that he's not here with us. Um, so yep, just us two tonight. Uh, but uh, we we still got lots to say uh, for sure. So maybe with this extra time, you know, without Greg talking, uh, who knows what's going to come out of our mouths. We'll see. <laughs> that, that's a scary proposition right there. I know, I know right? <laughs> uh, but uh of course, we are not alone. Uh, we have the the other piece of our podcast is you, uh, the the uh, the chat, li- the live listeners, the live viewers, the people that join us in the live chat. Uh, we are so grateful that you guys are able to uh, check us out every week, but also jump in and join in the discussion. And so, right now, we got Jared and Jakester. I'm sure there's other people in there as well. In fact, I know there's other people in there. They're just not just not talking yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we just Absolutely love uh, for you to jump in any of the conversation that we are talking about tonight. Uh, let us know your thoughts. If you're listening or watching after the fact, you can also let us know in the comments or you can um, jump on our social media. If you haven't followed us on social media, please do that. We are at Nintendo Fuse on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you guys can uh, just follow us there. And also, if you haven't done so yet, please, please join our Discord uh, because it is a great great place. It's a thriving, growing community where we are able to continue this conversation with you guys uh, in between podcasts. Uh, Speaking of in between podcasts, we're going to have a little bit longer of a break between this episode and next episode because we're also going to be taking uh, next week off. A couple of us are, are traveling. In fact, I think both Greg and I are traveling, so and unless Barry just wants to, to talk at you guys for like an hour or so. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to torture anybody. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're just going to take next week off, so that means the next uh, podcast will be live recording on March 30th, the day before uh, everything just dies uh, on March 31st, um, but it will be back on March 30th. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, uh, here on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the bell button, hit the subscribe button, all the buttons. Uh, if you're on some other podcast app, uh, do all the things there as well and leave us a positive review. That's that's just a, a huge way to uh, to help and benefit the podcast. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat uh, already. Um, looks like uh, is uh, Jared wanting to raffle off all of Greg's stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, poor Greg. You know, he's not here to defend himself. And they're like vultures. They just want to take all his stuff. They're already claiming it. Like, Jakester claims his Mario Party games. Jared's, after all, his Zelda stuff. Man, that's... That's brutal, that's you know? That's rough. It shows you. <laughs> it shows you. People will, will smile to your face, and the second you turn, you know, turn around, they will... They will shank you up in the back, man. That's true. That's true. That's that's our podcast <laughs> listeners right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, it, it it's going to be a great conversation tonight. Uh, talking a lot about uh, Mario memories. We're going to get into that in just a bit, but I do want to let you guys know um, that that is where we're going to go uh, pretty early on in the the podcast tonight. Kind of thinking about some memories of of our time uh, with Mario and Mario games, Mario stuff we'll get into that in just a little bit but be thinking about some of your memories as well and throw those in the chat throw those in the, in the comments we'd love to read those along uh with uh telling you all about ours so uh before we jump into any of that and the news barry what have you been up to what have you been playing over this last week uh yeah this week like the previous week has been 90 percent bravely default to uh, game is phenomenal and big, and I'm happily able to say I did complete it. Uh, it's got the true ending <clears throat> because uh, Bravely Games always like to throw some curveballs. Uh, I did not finish everything. I was like, oh, I'm going to master all the jobs, and, and I didn't. And I got addicted to the card game for a bit because uh, there's a card game in there. And I just, it got to the point where I hit a certain time, and I was like, you know what? I just kind of want to finish it at this point. Not that it overstayed its welcome, but I was ready to move on. But there's <laughs> so much content. And I will say I absolutely enjoyed it, but I am a little disappointed in the ending. I feel like they could have done something more. And I I feel like I'm spoiled by not only other RPGs like the Xenoblade series, but the other Bravely games where they always tease. You know, Bravely Default 1 had a post-credit scene that led into Bravely Second. And Bravely Second had a post-credit scene that didn't lead into Bravely Third because we never got Bravely Third. We got Bravely Default 2. So maybe they're like, oh, we don't want to want to wrap it up that way. We want to make it all perfect. But they like left breadcrumbs throughout the entire game. Like, oh, this is going to build to something bigger. Like, what are you doing here? How is this going to work? And then I felt like there was just no payoff. And I've talked with other people and they're like, yeah, on certain aspects, there was no payoff to only those those aspects and and maybe i was overthinking it or or expected more but overall phenomenal game and definitely recommended for rpg lovers uh and if you like the original bravely default and bravely second for sure play those or play this one too um that's also animal crossing you know uh i did the the shamrock stuff i got all the, the three items you can order for St. Patty's Day, and I got the new recipe, the Shamrock Wand, which once again comes from balloons, because let's not be original. And uh, and of course, you know, still ordering some extra Mario stuff. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, but I've got like a bunch of coins now, so who knows? Maybe I'll just litter coins all throughout my, my island like a Pac-Man maze. <laughs> I could do it, so why not? Um, also played a little robot named Fight, which is uh, it's a roguelike game, but it's like Metroid. Uh, Metroid. Not Metroidvania. It's like Metroid. And uh, it is a Metroidvania game. It's very good. Um, 2D, um, side-scrolling, very action-heavy. And uh, it has one thing that I do like in roguelikes where you actually get stuff as you 
progress and then when your next turn you actually can continue um and a little bit uh, stronger yeah uh, so i i do like that uh another roguelike i did also play um was a uh, demon's tier plus and uh that one's like a twin stick shooter kind of uh mm-hmm. roguelike um very much like gauntlet oh. uh it's also very cool uh again it's it's one of those where you have to like leave if you're going down a, a dungeon and every time it's random a dungeon and random uh, objectives you have to do, like kill an enemy or open all the chests or something, and you're timed. Um, but it's one of those where you have to go back to the town to put stuff you know, in and into a bank so you don't lose it if you die and your hearts don't refill between levels. So like if you barely beat a boss and you're like half a heart left, you're going to the next floor with half a heart. <laughs> so I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh so there's definitely some strategy there, but again, it's a it's another really cool, uh, cool game. And then uh, another one I, I picked up to to give a try to is a game called Cathedral, which is another Metroidvania 2D, uh, not a roguelike. This one saves your progress with checkpoints. It's it's like Shovel Knight in a sense. Like when you die, you lose 10% of your gold. Except unlike Shovel Knight, you can't get back to where you died and get that gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool in the sense that you know you you have those type of progressions where you get different abilities and those abilities help unlock things like you get like a crossbow for your arm and then you can use that to shoot switches and there's a lot of like a Nintendo really switches. yes shoot Nintendo switches <laughs> um like really clever it's like a mixture of puzzle platforming like the Mario Mario levels where you have to do like the P blocks where it's like switches between red and blue red and blue um also a little ducktails because you can jump and bounce with your sword you know like coming down um really really fun game um took me by surprise and uh absolutely loved it uh for when i played i I didn't finish them uh on the pc i'm still doing final fantasy 14 though not as much this week because of bravely it was just one of those where it's like i just want i was so involved in that story and engrossed in that story i just wanted to keep going and uh, mobile Dragalia Lost just added brand new content that I'm starting to farm and having a blast with that. And Mario Kart Tour, I'm telling you, it is getting tough. I don't know what it is with the competition, but it is getting tough. And some of these changes that they're doing, I understand why they did. Um, I'm not totally feeling, and it's just it's more like the completionist in me. Like mm-hmm. you have to try and get through the 12 um, cups that are there every two weeks. You have to try to get a total of 600,000 points to get like the top rewards, which I did the past two weeks. But now like this is the start of the second week and I'm like nowhere close to it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like I had to like grind some like what you had to do if you're playing that game. You have to grind like the tournament cup and try to get the best score. Now it's like you have to grind all the cups and it's like, I don't know how I'm feeling about this. It's <laughs> um, a lot more work to, to a game that I just play like at night more casually. And I can totally not do it. It's not forced, but it's also like, I feel like I'm missing out. Like, like I'm losing things I should get because these are for free. The FOMO um, has officially kicked in. The FOMO has absolutely kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. Nice. Nice. Uh, Greg has actually listed uh, what he's been playing, so I'm just going to run through his list real quick, uh, just like acting like he's in the chat room. Uh, so he said he's been playing uh, Pokemon Sword and Let's Go Eevee. 
uh, both of those. Uh, so continuing on, on uh, has he's been playing that, and uh, it looks like Pokemon Go. He's went back to Pokemon Go. So lots of Pokemon in uh, in Greg's world recently. Also some Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem Heroes, um, which doesn't surprise me at all. So um, yeah, sounds like he's had a lot of fun. It's it's fun to see see Greg like like playing a lot of Pokemon recently. It's just like he left it out of his life for so long and now like all 25 years in one month. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? It's the 25th anniversary. <laughs> uh, looks like Jakester said he got to play Tales of Vesperia again, uh, got beat by the final boss's true form and played uh, Genshin and FGO. Uh, and then Jared says he's been playing Animal Crossing, uh, Pokemon Go, uh, Mario Kart Tour, and Mario Run. Nice. Uh, and uh, just racking up his My Nintendo coins. Um, and Jakester also said that uh, Genshin just kind of updates today, but uh, hasn't tried it out just yet. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't told us what you're playing yet, make sure you do that in the chat or in the comments later. Uh, I have been playing Rocket League, of course, uh, all exclusively on Xbox now. Um, it's really almost uh, next to impossible to go back to Switch now. Um, I forgot. I haven't t- talked about this yet, but uh, a couple weeks ago when I made that Switch, I totally forgot that it is an HDR now on uh, Xbox and, and PlayStation. And, and so, um, yeah, it looks really nice and so it's really really difficult to go back it's not only in 4k it's in 4k hdr so uh, i don't have 120 frames per second or anything like that on my my xbox but uh but it's a solid 60 and and it looks really nice and there's less lag um light latency on the uh controller um with the xbox uh so that's that's a big plus as well um played a little bit of animal crossing really just to log in and get some more mario stuff um i'll probably be playing a little bit more of that soon with this this latest update uh when that drops so we'll talk about in just a little bit and uh was gonna play uh hyrule warriors age of calamity but after the podcast last week um uh we got chatting and uh told these guys that i that i've realized that i have bloodstained curse of the moon on xbox uh somehow i think i got it through xbox gold or something like that and totally forgot that that i owned it and i know both greg and barry liked it and so i started the game last week uh after the podcast and haven't completed it yet but i'm really really close um just been playing like one or two levels like every couple days and uh yeah enjoying it i'm playing on casual because i was just like you know i want to experience this um and some things are still kind of difficult there's there's pieces of the game that i just don't quite understand um like and and it might just be because i'm playing on casual but like after there's certain things that I just do stupidly. Like maybe I just jumped off a cliff on accident. Um, didn't realize there was a gap in the the platform or something like that. And there I go. And I lost my, my favorite character that I'm playing with. Um, if all I want them, if I want them back, I just kill them all. And then I just pop like all of them are back together. So I just waste some time like going and killing the rest of the characters. And all of a sudden they're all the way back. Like that, that just seems silly a little bit. Um, I don't know why like what they could have done better but it just seems like why why make them go away if all you got to do is just kill all the rest of the characters and then they're all back again like just 
It's yeah. I, I did the same thing. Um, so you're not alone. But I, on the harder difficulties, you can't just do that. Like lives are more precious, so you have to appreciate it a little more. But on I casual, figured, yeah, I did the same yeah. thing. I figured it was something to do with casual, and like at that point, I'm like, well, why? Like if it's casual, just just make them stay around. Um, but I found myself like playing with basically just the girl with the whip. Um, I forget her name, but like that's the one I'm playing with most of the time. And then occasionally I'll, I'll switch to the the Dracula guy. Um, I don't remember any of their names, uh, but that that guy. But the rest of them, the original guy, the only benefit he has is occasionally his special weapon, but the, he just has more life than anybody else. Um, and then I, I switch to the other characters mostly just to get to use their special abilities, do that thing, and then I'll switch right back to the girl with the whip. Like that's been my my <laughs> style of play. I don't know if that's normal, but that's just basically how I've been playing through. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Are you enjoying yourself though? It's been pretty fun. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I keep going back for it. Um, and and I and I complete a couple uh, stages and stuff. I I still don't understand the the layout, the level layout just yet it seems like there's multiple ways to get where you're supposed to go but do they all end up in the same place or yeah i believe so okay they just have different treasures and different okay. difficulties so like if you you could take one path where it'd be a little easier but if you got characters dead or you don't have that ability then you have to take a little longer harder path gotcha gotcha so it's kind of like sonic meets metroid or castlevania castlevania yeah 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 so, okay. Um, but yeah, there's more confusing. And and when I pause the game, it says something about turn on Curse of the Moon or something like that. What is that? It doesn't explain it. <laughs> oh, let me try and think here. It's something like crazy. I think it's one of those traps uh, where you don't want to do it. Okay. Because I haven't yet. I'm like, I don't know if that's good or not. Like, I um, thought. So the option is, oh, that's right. It turns back in time. It lets you lets you go back in time oh. and choose another, like, like, you can go back to an old level, but I think it's not like you can jump forward. So, like, hey, I want to go back to the first level and do some stuff in this playthrough. You can do that, but then you have to go from stage one onward. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's cool. It was. So it wasn't too bad, but it gives you <laughs> options. Nice. All right. Maybe I'll check it out later at some point when I, once I finish it. Yeah, I think I only have like one level left, maybe maybe two. Um, but yeah, there, there was like a difficulty ramp all of a sudden when I get to like the fifth boss. I was like, oh my gosh, that's a lot more hard, like, harder than the, the last ones. But then it kind of leveled off again. And so like the last couple have been totally fine. Um Although I I did get you know killed pretty quickly by the very first boss, um, and Greg and Barry witnessed that because uh, I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do, and then all of a sudden it was like, ah, oh, I get it. Okay, now uh, going back to the chat, it looks like uh, Jesse Glenn said he just started uh, Little Nightmares and uh, really enjoying it as well, and uh, now everybody's talking about pizza and food, and uh, apparently you're gonna you're gonna order a pizza, Barry. 
<laughs> well, Je- Jesse said to me that if I ordered pizza, he would get it to me in 30 to 45 minutes. And while I wouldn't normally order pizza from Domino's because I, I you know, pizza snob here in, you know, <laughs> in, in Jersey, but uh, I'm tempted to see if he could do it in 30 to 45 minutes and uh, would my pizza be free if he doesn't do it. Nice, nice. Oh, I see later <laughs> on. There it is. He's currently delivering. So there we go. Okay. That's cool. Uh, all right. So I think uh, I think it's time to to move into uh, our main discussion tonight. Uh, March 10th uh, was six days ago, if I'm doing my math correctly, five days, six days ago. Uh, and uh, that was known as Mario Day. So uh, Mario Day is officially uh, already gone this year, but uh, in honor of Mario Day, we thought we would just share some of our memories with Mario. Uh, that may be some game-related stuff. That may be uh, other related, you know, related to other elements of the Mario franchise, things like that. Uh, so Barry, how about you go first? Uh, and, and we each got three memories. So, um, that we're going to share and talk about tonight and just kind of reminisce a little bit. And then, uh, we'll, we'll refer to you guys in the, in the chat room as well. So if you guys have some Mario memories, some of your favorite Mario memories, you guys can throw those in the chat as well. Uh, Mary, uh, Barry, not Mary, Mario and Barry together. That's Mary, uh, Barry, <laughs> kick us off. <laughs> Wow. So, so to preface this, I specifically, I, I was the one who suggested Mario me- memories. And then I said to Steve, is this what we're doing? And Steve's like, no, just general gaming memories. So I was like, okay, so I'm thinking general gaming memories. And now he's like, oh, no, now it's Mario memories. And I'm like, really? Wait, when did really? you do that? I don't remember that. Yeah, you did, you did that. See, Steve. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, the first one I could think of that really just captures my my really my heart for Mario was the first time I saw Super Mario Brothers. And this was not my introduction to Mario. I did have Donkey Kong and I did have Mario Brothers uh, on the Atari because back then they did with Coleco and stuff put put out Donkey Kong and Mario Brothers on other systems. So I knew who the character was and and I enjoyed both of those games. And Donkey Kong Jr. as well um, was there where Mario was a villain. But the first time I went to a friend's house, because I didn't have an NES, I grew up with Atari, uh, the 8-bit computers, and I grew up with Commodore 128. And uh, I saw this for the first time, and I was just blown away because it was just it was so colorful and so, you know, inviting. And that's not to say that, you know, there weren't fantastic platformers and stuff on the Atari, because there were. A minor 2049er comes to mind. And one of my favorites, Hall of the Mountain King, where your character is a stick figure, but it was phenomenal, and I absolutely loved that. Um, to see a character as detailed as Mario and a world that was as detailed as Mario, it just blew me away. And I just wanted to play it. And I, because I didn't have an NES, it just made me want to play it more because my time with the game was limited. Now, if I had owned it, I probably would have finished it and not played it again. But because I didn't have it, any time I went to a friend's house that had an NES, I would absolutely play that game. And one time, even, I was on a camping trip with my uncle, and we went to the campground. There was a little arcade there, and they had one of the Mario arcades, one of the, the play choice. And I, was, I played Mario 
you know, Super Mario one on an arcade. Like I would never do that now because I've played it a hundred times, but it was just, it just captivated me. Uh, and it was just so magical. And with the first time I, I finally, you know, beat the game, it was incredible. And the only way I beat the game the first time was using the, the famous warps in one, two and, <laughs> and four, two, uh, which were shown to me by older kids who had discovered this because again, there's no internet at this point. So it was all world of mouth. So I was like, Hey kid, you want to see something really cool? And of course. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It was a big deal. So it, right from the start, it just captured me. I mean, I was young. I was, you know, three years old, four years old at that time. So it definitely left a lasting impact, which, uh, is still there today. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, an <laughs> a memory that, um, I know a lot of people would, uh, say I'm crazy for talking about. And, uh, that's the super Mario brothers movie. Um, I know it is not a good movie, but as a little kid, like seeing a video game movie, I I knew that it was weird, but I loved it. Like I still saw, I saw it multiple times in the theater, um, and uh, I remember thinking it was really strange, and I didn't quite understand what was going on. But at the same time, like there were Mario Brothers on the big screen in live action, and it was funny, and it was it was entertaining, and. I know it's not a good movie, but it was still funny and entertaining. And I loved being able to, to see these characters that I really, uh, that I really enjoyed playing as, you know, in, in video games. Uh, I, I think it was probably the first time, like, I can't remember. Did, do you know, Barry, did Ninja Turtles or Mario Brothers came out first? I should have looked this up in terms of movies. I think it was Ninja Turtles, but. I don't know for sure, but either way, um, you can maybe look it up real quick or maybe the chat will let me know, but either way it was, it was so cool. Cause it was one of the first times that I remember as, as a young kid seeing characters that I loved reading about or playing as in video games and cartoons and everything, and then coming to like live action. And so even though it was awful, um, I still absolutely loved watching it over and over and over again and uh yeah it actually probably <laughs> it wasn't probably until my adult life where i realized that people didn't really enjoy it as much as i did <laughs> but now it's got a kind of a cult following so you know oh well <laughs> uh, i'm gonna quickly go to the chat and read a couple of these uh we actually got um new plays is uh jumping in uh so thanks for joining us uh let's read jakester's memory first uh he got into mario through the red colored wii that came with his new super mario brothers wii and him and his sister uh just enjoyed having a bunch of chaos as we played and continued to like it ever since that's awesome so, barry you got another one yeah, um, so my next one, because again, I still didn't have a Nintendo at this time, uh, when during the summer, my family, we had a, a bungalow colony that was up in upstate New York, and every summer we went up there, and uh, it was, you know, typical 80s, you know, going out and playing in the, the woods and the, the streams and catching fish and frogs and, you know, swimming and, and playing sports and just, you know, what's this video game type thing? So we were always up there and naturally when other kids came, a lot of them did bring their Nintendo. And, you know, while I saw the wizard naturally, it wasn't actually my first 
uh, experience with Mario 3. My first experience was when a kid had it uh, up at the bungalows. And I was like, what's this? You know, I've, I've never seen this Mario. No, I'd played Mario 1 and 2 tons of times from friends' houses, but I'd never seen this. And Mario 3, just it just blew me away. And of course, the kids that owned it were like, oh, I'm going to show you where all the warp whistles are. And I'm going to boom, go through and kill Bowser. And I, I looked at them because they were older. They were, you know, probably five, six years older than I was at the time. Like they were gaming gods like, oh, my God, you know, like this is incredible. So, of course, you know, I would try and and a lot of them took advantage of me. Like, I'll let you play for a quarter. So, you know, I'm playing, you know, like an arcade, like here, I'll, I'll pay you a quarter <laughs> to play this game. You know, like, sure. Why not? You know, like. I put played a quarter to play Street Fighter and stuff. Why not put a quarter for this? Um, and it, it just it made me want it so much more. So that when I you know every anytime I went home and I played because I was still Atari and Commodore at the time, it, it made those games feel so passe. <laughs> you know, like this is this is nothing compared to what, like that. Like, and we always want what we don't have. You know what it is? Where you know the grass is always greener on the other side, as they yep. say. And uh, so I was like, oh, I absolutely like if I had this, man, I would play no other game. Like in reality, <laughs> I would get bored eventually like any other video game. But it, like, to me, it was like, oh, my God, I just have to have this game. I really have to play, uh, you know, Mario 3. And, and eventually I did, you know, obviously get my NES and I did get Mario 3 and I ran through it. And, you know, I remembered a lot of the, the hints and stuff because after that incident, I would visit friends that from my school local and we would have like Nintendo power out and we would do all like the matching games and like there was all tips for that and we would run through it countless times and we just had fun with it it was an experience and uh yeah uh, it's always going to be a special game just because of that that's awesome that's awesome uh Barry it's funny that uh you actually mentioned my second memory um and it's another movie it is the wizard uh so Jakester helped us out um and said that's uh Ninja Turtles came first. That was in uh, trying to find that part in the, the 90 chat. Ninety versus ninety-three. Ninety versus ninety-three. So uh, back one year before Turtles came out was the Wizard came out in eighty-nine, and uh, I was a huge fan of the Wonder Years. So I already liked Fred Savage, and uh, Fred Savage going you know all the way across the country to California to uh <laughs> to play in a video game tournament uh was just like little Steve was just mind blown uh in that so how I was I was like uh nine seven years old uh when it came out and just like that was that was the dream like as soon as I realized they had video game tournaments uh that is that's the dream and i love jakesters wondering what the wizard is okay so uh wizard is yeah like i said 1989 uh film fred savage from the wonder years uh you may know his uh younger brother ben savage from boy meets world um both big fans of both of those shows um but anyway so he and uh his uh brother i think it's like his half brother uh, if i'm remembering correctly uh they are uh, <laughs> going across country. I think it was his full brother. It was his full brother. Oh, okay. No, no, it was. There was another family there. Yeah, I think it, you're right. I think it was a half brother. Yeah, because there that like there's some family turmoil, and they are they're oh, yeah, on the run. It's not a kids' movie at all. No, no, it's <laughs> it's it's really it it draws you in, and actually, it's really cool. But there's this 
essentially it was a big commercial for Nintendo and and specifically Super Mario Brothers 3 um, because it all culminates in this gigantic tournament uh, that the the special game at the very end, the final two uh, p- players that are in the very end of the tournament um, have to play this game that they've never seen before. And it's Super Mario Brothers 3, which is really funny because uh, they already know about the warps and, and the whistles and all those different things like that. And he's like telling them from the audience, they're like shouting out what to do. I'm like, this is a brand yeah. new game. You've <laughs> never seen this before, but you know, oh, well, um, it doesn't matter. It's still great. And, uh, but yeah, it's, there's, it just, it's great. If you haven't seen it yet, um, so that's that was that's a big memory from from my childhood as well as just watching the wizard i've watched it so many times i own it on vhs and dvd um i think i have it a digital copy as well somewhere um on one of my things um but uh yeah it's so fun and and that was one of the things that when i my wife and i back in 20 13 no was it uh no it was 20 2011 2012 no it's 2011 oh that's interesting um i'll get to why that's interesting and just uh it's just a bit but um that was when we went to the uh the Wii games tournament 2010 maybe 2010 2011 um that was that was so cool for me to be a finalist in that because my mind immediately went back to the wizard and watching that as a little kid going, I want, I, I want to be in one of those giant video game tournaments at some point that's sponsored by like Nintendo or something like that. And it was a really cool kind of like full circle uh, moment for me to be able to, uh, to do that. So yeah, the wizard, if you haven't watched it, that'd be uh put it on your watch list for sure. Um, it's from 80, 1989. So, you know, give it some, give it a little slack, but I think it's still great. It's got uh, the power glove in it. It it's does. So bad. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it did such a great job. Like I wanted the power glove after that thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Jared said uh, that he always remembers having random bouts where uh, his friends would come over and they try to finish all of the Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario Brothers three together. Uh, and he remembers uh, taping taping it on a VHS when he was little. I don't know if he was talking about Super Mario Brothers the movie or taping his uh, the gaming sessions, but either way, that's awesome. Um, so uh, Jesse Glenn also said that uh, he's breastfed on uh, Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2 and some of his earliest memories. 1 and 3. One and or 1 three. and 3, Meetings sorry. Part. Yes, 1 and 3. And uh, skipped over 2. You know, there's various reasons why maybe. And 64 was a big one for me, and Odyssey is his favorite. Uh, so, all right, Barry, what's uh, what's your third and final one? So, uh, for me, uh, it's kind of a, a two-part. The first part comes with uh, seeing the first commercials for Super Mario World, you know, or really Super Nintendo, which they they heavily advertised with Super Mario World. In fact, they even showed you beating Super Mario World in the freaking trailer or the commercial, which I thought was hilarious and interesting marketing. But uh, it was one of those things where my first thought when I saw that was like, I'm going to get that game and I'm going to become the master of it. I'm going to show those other older kids, you know, like with who had Mario 3, even though I didn't get a Super Nintendo for a while and I wound up playing that at my friend's house. But probably the most impactful, really other than Mario 1, was when we started getting the magazines in talking about the Ultra 64. Mm. And... Again, no internet, and we started seeing 
pictures of Mario 64 and talking about how it could work, my friends and I, and wondering what it was like. And then I got word from somebody that our local Toys R Us had a kiosk. And I was able to convince my mother to take me to Toys R Us. And I stood in line and I got to play Mario 64 a couple months before it came out. And I, I was just blown away. And I wanted nothing more than to, to get that game. And my mother was very much against me getting video games unless I got like straight A's. <clears throat> and I never, well, I did eventually, but, you know, as a kid, I didn't get straight A's. So I convinced her to let me rent an N64 from Blockbuster for my birthday because my birthday happened right after the launch because it launched on September 30th and my birthday is early October. And uh, I got the 64 with Mary 64 for a weekend. I had two friends come over. They brought Pilot, Pilot Wing 64 and we did nothing that whole weekend but play. And it was phenomenal. And I didn't get Mario 64 myself years later. Even when I got an N64, I didn't get Mario 64 because I had already beat it 100%. <laughs> My, a friend, I went over to a friend's house and talking about recording, we actually recorded on VHS us getting 120 stars. It was like, this is going to be our video guide. And we made a video guide on VHS. Not that we could share it with people, but we just wanted to document our video guide in case we ever needed it. And we did. And it took us two VHS tapes to, to record getting all 120 stars. Do you still have it? I don't know. <laughs> I, do, I wish I did. I, I really do. I wish I did. That would be, I mean, we didn't, we didn't talk. Keep in mind, there's no talking. Mm. It's not like we could record gameplay and listen to like younger me talking about it. It was just recording from the TV because that's, that's what we did at the time. You know, There was no recording oh, any other mediums. So you hooked it up through the, the camera or the VHS, the VCR? VCR. Oh, yeah. okay. You didn't like put – I totally would have like just put the camera right on the – on the TV or something. No, no. You probably we, get a lot better the, quality than I would have. <laughs> yeah, we took the 64, routed to the VCR, VCR to the TV. So therefore, it uh, it recorded that way. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just one of those really cool things. And and obviously, you know, now I have Mario 64, and and I just ran through it last year with 3D All Stars again. And it's it'll always be special just because of that that wow moment, that introduction to the 3D and just how many memories and just exploring those worlds. I mean, even when you got all the stars, I would just explore those worlds, especially because mm -hmm. I didn't have it at home. But it was just magical. The Mushroom mm -hmm. Kingdom truly has always been a magical place. It's true. It's true. Uh, my final uh, memory that I want to talk about tonight uh, was in 2011. So that was um, why I referenced 2011 earlier. Uh, it was, I believe, my first time at E3. And I had the amazing opportunity to meet uh, several different people connected to Nintendo and and being able to see my first um, you know E3 presentation back when they you know still did that and and everything uh, was just incredible um, and uh, ranks up there in terms of my gaming memories. Um, one of my favorite things was going to E3 the very first time. But uh, another thing that I didn't even think that I would be doing. Uh, but uh, but it definitely happened was that I met the voice of Mario, Charles Martinet. And so there you can actually see there's a re good reflection or not. So if you're watching the video version, you see uh, a photo of 10 years ago, Steve, with uh, Charles Martinet. And uh, that was so awesome. It was a total of probably like 
three minutes of my life. Um, but it was just so cool to be able to uh, talk with Mario. <laughs> um, and, you know, he, of course, talked in his normal voice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was so cool to just to be able to, like, that, that character that I had ever, like, I, I, that I just heard over and over and over again, um, in my life, like all of a sudden, like there's the voice of, of him right in front of me. And I shook his hand and I took a photo with him and that was just, it was so, so cool. And, uh, Charles Martinet is a fantastic human being. He's incredibly nice. Um, if you think about like, all the the joy and and everything that he brings to that voice of of Mario um that is him that's that's just his his persona and uh he he's such a, a great guy and it was awesome even though it was like i said only like 3 minutes of my life um that memory will always uh be be there because uh he was such a, a great guy and such a really cool iconic person in my life and so many people's lives uh who love mario so that was it was awesome to uh to meet the one and only charles martinet um going back to the chat uh looks like let's see i think we talked about uh, Jared also talked about, uh, his memory was, uh, isn't that, uh, I isn't that old. Uh, it was actually the Wii U launch, um, meeting Reggie and, uh, getting a copy of new Super Mario Brothers U and playing it early, uh, in the morning after taking two trains to get home or going to the Mario run talk in New York and getting to see Miyamoto in person. So that's, that's really awesome as well. You forgot one. You got to scroll up more. Another one. Scroll there. Oh yeah. Noobs also, uh, new plays also said that his, um, Mario memory is that he got a red Wii for Christmas and played through the entire Super Mario Brothers, uh, new Super Mario Brothers game with his mom. Uh, Love the Mario games ever since. That's that awesome. awesome. That's really cool. Cherish those memories. Some of us can't do that anymore with our mothers, and that is awesome. I wish I bonded with my mother that way. <laughs> she was the polar opposite. She hated video games. Yeah. <laughs> my uh my mom sometimes played. My dad was the one that played. And I remember it was not it was just a few years ago when I when I uh showed him Mario Maker for the first time and uh kind of totally blew his mind. I was like, "Oh, yeah, remember those levels we played when I was a kid? Now I can make them myself." <laughs> Um, Jakester also says that, uh, his memory was just loving, uh, new Super Mario Brothers 2 and the gold flower and a couple years later, just playing with the sister on 3d world with cat suit, um, loads of power-ups. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I think that's most of the memories, uh, feel free to shout at me in the chat if, uh, you forgot, uh, if I forget you, um, Jesse said, yeah, uh, Charles Martinet is also the narrator in runner three. Uh, so if you haven't played uh, runner three, um, Charles Martinet narrates the whole thing, which is, is so cool to like have him come in there as well. Uh, and then Jakester said he also, uh, his friend almost had the chance to meet him at gamescom. I'm assuming it was Miyamoto, um, that they're talking about. That was the last one in there or maybe Charles Martinet. Anyway, you know, if it's Reggie, Charles Martinet, or Miyamoto, um, 
all of them would be awesome people to meet uh, for sure because they just have so strong connections to to our childhood. Um, so that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, if you didn't get a chance to share your memory yet, throw it in the chat or throw it in the comments down below. We would love to hear about uh, all your Mario memories. Um, but uh, let's move into some news. Barry, uh, we got we're getting a little just a little, you know, Animal Crossing updates uh, in just a couple days. Tell us all about that. Yeah, so Nintendo this morning actually announced that, hey, there's an Animal Crossing update coming, I think, March 18th. Uh, it's really kind of interesting because this is going to be the one-year anniversary update. And shortly after the game came out, there was a mock direct with all these quality of life improvements that people wanted. They were just tons of them from being able to craft multiple items at a time, being able to see where you're going to dig before you dig, to be able to see how much inventory space you have before you pick things up. Um, just some basic quality of life. And the one I've always wanted is not be able to pick things up unless you're in designer mode. Um, because I can't tell you how many times I accidentally pick up things and it frustrates me. Mm -hmm. um, well, all those things you would think after a year, Nintendo would maybe finally give it to us. Nope. None of those things are happening. So we're getting some other stuff. <laughs> uh, the first thing is the Animal Crossing Sanro or Sanrio uh, collaboration uh, is coming. The Amiibo cards are going to be Target exclusive. They are going to be re-released at the end of March or for America's the first time. However, if you do have the cards from Japan or, or Europe, you can start inviting those special visitors to your campsite and you can get some special furniture that's themed after Sanrio characters like Hello Kitty, Cinnamon Roll, and Pom Pom Purin. Um, if you love that those characters, this is a perfect you know, addition for you. And, and great to finally see these amiibo come over to the States. Um, for me, I think the biggest update is the update to the custom design app. So the custom design app is getting two updates. Um, the first, you have to purchase them at the Nook stop, but the first one is called custom design pro editor plus. And what's really cool about this is you get not only four new de pro design styles, you get 100 additional slots for creations, 50 custom and 50 pro. This is huge. I am full on custom. Many people who love custom designs fill up 50 really quickly, especially if you're trying to do some kind of theme stuff on your island. So that additional 50 is huge. And for those that like decorating clothes and making their own outfits, 50 more is great there. The other thing is that you can now access the custom designs portal which you can find normally in Able Sisters store directly on the custom design app. So you don't lo no longer have to go to the Able Sisters. And if they've already closed for the evening, you don't have to go, crap, I can't get that new design tonight. I got to either change my clock or go tomorrow. Um, you can now do it from your app. So that is a huge quality of life improvement. That is, to me, the best thing. Um, for the one-year anniversary, they are going to send us a gift. It is a first anniversary cake. It is going to come to your mailbox as a thank you. So a free item if you want cake. Um, there's going to be new seasonal items available uh, because it's spring. These are in Nook Shopping, uh, where you go to the uh, special items or the Able Sisters. Uh, the Whoopee Cushion is coming on March 26th to the April 1st for <laughs> April Fool's Day. I really hope you could put that around and your villagers would just randomly sit on it and, and make fart sounds. I really hope. I'm, I'm going to get my Tom Nook to sit on it. <laughs> I'm going to litter the island with that. Uh, there's special prom theme items and clothing, which is coming April 1st to the 30th. That's Enable Sisters. Uh, for Scythia Tree, 
for Tree Planting Day, April 1st to the 10th, and a Cool Globe for Nature Day, which is April 15th to the 22nd. So grab those um, because once they're gone, you have to probably wait a year to get them again. Um, also an exclusive for Nintendo Switch Online members, there was a silk, Nook Inc. silk rug that's already there. You can purchase it if you have Nintendo Switch Online, but now they're going to add a Nintendo Switch Lite in four colors uh, <laughs> that you will be able to purchase and uh, get as, as an exclusive. So uh, if you want a Switch Lite for your house or your island, make sure to do that. Uh, they also wanted to let people know as a reminder that the haunting holiday of the aerating balloons is coming back with the scariest mascot. That's right, <laughs> Zipper is coming back for Bunny Day. Uh, that is happening. Uh, April 4th is, is when he will be there, but it starts March 28th. And you can find the hidden eggs all over your islands, including the air raids in the, in the, in the sky. So be prepared for that. I want that fish? Nope, nope. Better get it beforehand because you're getting a water egg. Um, you'll also be able to earn Nook points with Nook Link. Yes, Nintendo has not forgotten about the Switch Online Smart App. They're actually doing something with it where you can uh, actually save up Nook points and trade them for in-game items uh, using the app. So I don't know if there's going to be brand new items with that or it's just other items as, as another way to, to get items per day. But uh, hey, they haven't forgotten that. And finally, they're introducing something and promptly taking it away. <laughs> um, that is the Animal Crossing New Horizons Island Tour Creator. It's a way for you to show off your island pretty much. It starts March 24th. It allows you to take pictures, videos, update or upload them from the Switch console and you go upload them to the Island Tour Creator site. You can create then digital posters and special tour videos, highlight your island, make it look appealing, and you can then share them and all that. And that sounds really great. Again, it's a wonderful thing from Nintendo, especially for those creative people, except that it's only gonna be available for a limited time for whatever reason, because Nintendo. <laughs> so I hope you really don't like it that much or you better get your video in quickly because you know, Nintendo giveth and Nintendo taketh away. But this uh, version update will go live on March 18th worldwide. Nice, nice. Uh, and also um, the Build-A-Bear things are coming soon. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure Build-A-Bear is coming there. soon. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, uh, I really don't know um, what I think about this oops i just realized that i forgot to take that off so hey happy mario day again um <laughs> so uh yeah i don't know what i think about this because i think i i think that some of this is, is cool and everything but i was i was really hoping i think for more um for for a one year anniversary i think some of those other you know they bring some quality of life things in there but for the most part it's not the stuff that a lot of people are wanting and and not that this stuff is bad but like there's some other things that I think we'd we would like more. And I mean, that's sh sure it's cool. Give us a cake. Um, but how about you are able to, you know, build more than one thing at a time? Or like you said, like having to constantly put down the thing that I just picked up on accident is just so annoying. And I think there there's still some of those like small things that I just I still find very annoying about Animal Crossing. Um like for instance, like when I go to, I, if I have a, a a shovel in my hand, or any tool really, and I walk up to a door, and I push the button to go inside the door, sometimes it just randomly just hits the building with the tool that I have. 
why in the world would I want to do that? Just just think like put the algorithm in there and just like go ahead of me Nintendo. Like I would never want to do that. Obviously I was trying to open the door. I wasn't trying to hit the building with my tool. Just let me open the door. Like why, why is that a thing? So like, cool. You gave us a birthday cake, but I, I want those little things that like could really improve my, my time with the game. So, um, and the Island tour thing is cool, but yeah, why is it only going to last for just a short time? Like, Maybe they're just testing it out. I don't know, but it seems like a big thing to only put in there for just a short amount of time. So I don't know. I think I'm just left scratching my head. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I am too. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, this is what we've been waiting for. It's a one-year anniversary. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. And when I read it, I was like, okay, there's some good things, but really, this is all you got? Like... There's so many things we would like to see that would just make the game better. Uh, you know, it would be cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, our islands are done. Like, we, we're happy. Not everybody wants to to redecorate the island all the time. Give us another island or, or a smaller island. Like, you know, you had Tortimer's Island in, in New Leaf, and you had the GBA Island in, in the original. Um, give us another little island that we can go to. Even make, make it smaller, and we can make our own little paradise and make like a casino or something like, oh, we go to island getaway casino or something like that. You know, just just have some kind of expansions, especially considering you only get one island per switch. So if yep. you have multiple people and only one switch, you're still only getting that one island. So let let some extra creativity go. And and I would say, you know what, they probably could do it, and they probably can. But I mean, this, my my island logs or lags in certain areas where I, I don't even want to go to them because I know it's going to be slow running, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, the frame rate's going to chug to like ten of a second, and it's going to give me a little bit of a headache. Um, but that would help alleviate. Hey, Absolutely. you don't have to have everything in one cluster. Have a little smaller area. You know, make a chain of islands. You make it make a quest line to unlock them. You know, make it something with you know KK has to do something or. Or Tom has to do something, and obviously pay for them. Sure, you know that's that's the name of the game in Animal Crossing. Give give me something to do with my twelve million bell that I'm just sitting on, right. you know. Right, right. Or the, your twelve million uh, Mario coins you're talking about earlier. Oh yeah, you know, like that's that's what I thought of when you were you were talking about that earlier in the podcast. Is like where what do you do with that stuff? Like, I w- it'd be awesome to have a separate island there you can just play around with things and not have to like mess up your design that you've really worked on now. And like people exactly. like me, like it's mine's just okay. It's there's nothing really special about it. But Barry's is very detailed and very organized, exactly how you want it. And so if you wanted to add some extra Mario thing, that means probably something else has got to go. And yep. That like, what do you do about that? It'd be cool to have another place to kind of play around, and we don't have that yet, or will yeah. we ever? Probably never. They don't need to. It's selling like hotcakes. See, that's, that's the thing with the, with the game selling so well. They don't need quality of life. You know when they're going to start doing the quality of life when the usership dips down. When they're like, hey, we're, we're bleeding users. People have stopped doing it. We need people to come back to the game. Here you go. It's maybe too little too late, but that's when it's going to be implemented. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jared also said he wants to do like a treasure hunt island uh, where you have to go around and solve puzzles for rewards and stuff like that. I, I've been wanting something like that from the very beginning, like a, a mini game island, a treasure hunt island, something like that where where you also get the ability to go there with your friends and have a cool online experience. So you can do it local as well. Um, but I think especially in, in the 
pandemic world that we live in, um, be really cool to have that that place where you can kind of retreat to digitally and and play some fun games together. And uh, you know the 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 possibilities are endless um, for something like that. So um, yeah, I don't know why we're not seeing stuff like that. I mean, like you said, it, it's you know it. <laughs> it, the game's already selling like crazy, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard because the game, you, you pay one price for the game. And so yep. how do they even know what the user base is really doing? Are they enjoying it still or not? Because unless they just actually pay attention to what we're saying and videos, maybe the people streaming and stuff like that online. But other than that, it's not like, like a pay service and not, I, I don't want it to be a subscription service for animal crossing, but stuff like that can give you that feedback loop to let us know, Oh, the user base actually enjoys this, or they do want more. They're dropping off things like that. And, uh, and I think that's, the, that's a benefit of something like that. Yeah. It'd be cool if we can get a second Island with another 10 villagers, because if you think about it, animal crossing has a ridiculous ridiculous amount of villagers i mean there are there are four sets of amiibo cards that are 100 each and granted there's a few doubles like isabel and then there's an additional 50 you know the hello amiibo or or welcome amiibo uh set plus the sanrio cards which is an extra six and then there's new villagers from new horizons and i think maybe some from pocket camp that don't even have cards mm. you're talking hundreds of villagers and you get 10 and I know some people like let them rotate. Others, they get their 10 and they're happy with those 10, but they don't get to experience anybody else. And there's, there's more than 10 different types of animals. So you can't even say, well, I want one of every type of animal. So it would be cool if we can get a second you know, island and be able to get an additional 10 villagers and see those characters. Because there are some fan favorites uh, and those are fan favorites, but they're only fan favorites for some, certain people because some people never experience them. Yep. You know, it's like, who's that character? Oh, everyone seems to like them. Well, I've never heard of them. I have no experience with them. I have no love for them. Right. You're doing a Build-A-Bear for it. Well, why should I give you money? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, Build-A-Bear, are they going to have them for all of them or just the the major ones? Oh, no. But that person, the major that, ones. that one's never came to my island, though. Like you said, like, I don't have the attachment to that one. <laughs> Uh, Jakester says, why does he feel like uh, Pocket Camp has more interesting things to do than New Horizons? Sometimes that's the case. I, they just added some new stuff to, to Pocket Camp the other day, didn't they? So, yeah. Some... It's because they that is a free-to-play game where people are paying money. And when people are paying money, they take some of that money and they reinvest it in the game. That's why people pay for MMOs. That money not only goes to keep servers running smoothly but they also use it to reinvest in the game to add new content thus keeping players paying so there's that's the reason you once nintendo has your money with new horizons they have your money whether you're playing it or it's sitting on a shelf they have your money yep it's true it's true uh jared also says he wants uh, zelda villagers from the uh 3ds one which would be kind yeah. of fun i i totally forgot that uh that was the case so I don't know. I, I, I guess we can still hold on to uh, maybe we'll get some of those updates, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's looking like it's probably not going to happen. Barry, maybe, maybe in the next animal crossing, maybe, I don't know. maybe, <laughs> maybe. 
well, we got some headlines to run through, uh, several different stories that uh, just want to make sure that you guys know about um, some more information on this stuff and uh, and more on NintendoFuse.com. You can also check out our Discord uh, and chat about all this news and everything. But uh, Barry, kick us off. Tell us about uh, an event that's going to be coming uh, in just a couple days. Uh, yeah, we, we're going with that one, huh? Uh, that's not coming in a couple days. Is it in um, a couple days? Is it just a few no, days? No, no. Okay. No, no, not. Do we no, actually have a date for it? No dates. No dates. So hey, wait, last wait, year, tell us about this thing. <laughs> tell us about this thing. Last last year, um, with the lack of E3, we had a couple new shows pop up. One of them being New Game Plus Expo, uh, which we just had this year, which was great. Uh, another one that came out actually around the same time was uh, from Wholesome Games. They did a Wholesome Direct. Um, it featured uh, indie titles, and and many of them were PC. Uh, to start with that eventually found their way to Switch, with a few of them actually being on the Switch as well. But they made an announcement that the Wholesome Direct will also return again this year. It's going to be a full-length showcase packed with exclusive footage, developer interviews, and announcements from cute and cozy indie games. Uh, So we don't know when it's happening yet, but it is happening, which is just really cool. Nice. Nice. We also got uh, some information about a new game. Uh, you guys already know because I talked about it earlier that I'm a huge Ninja Turtles fan. Uh, and we got information about a, a little game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And uh, yeah, it seems to be kind of a, a sequel-ish, like a spiritual sequel to uh, Turtles in Time. Kind of follows that old style of uh, of play. Um, and the the trailer that they put off has, has this this oozes get it oozes uh the 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 cartoon from from the 80s and 90s is just like i i love it every second of it and then it gets into the gameplay and we see yeah it looks a lot like the arcade style the turtles in time style and uh supposed to be it it looks so great i can't uh i can't wait to play it but we don't really know much more than that uh i think it went live on steam i think you can get it uh you can pre-order it on steam but we don't know anything else else about uh what um platforms is going to be on so hopefully it's going to be on nintendo switch um but we really don't know yet now back to something we talked about last time uh, which was my number one picks to get into xenoblade chronicles 2 which is pyramithra however uh, if you listen to this podcast you know i never actually said pyramithra i actually said rex and uh, alt with adam and pyramithra as as assist characters similar to Rosalina and Luma or the Ice Climbers. Well, Sakurai has stated why they chose Pyramithra over Rex. Um, when they were looking into it, the very first thing was obviously Rex, but with so many uh, characters on screen, it would just be very hard to do and it would really push the switch um, because two people move as a single group uh, when you deal with the Ice Climbers. But if eight people take Ice Climbers, that's now 16 characters. And if you have this with Rex and Pyra, it would just be that much harder to do because they Rex and Pyra would move independently as opposed to you know along the same lines. So in order to have Rex as the main fighter with Pyra overseeing, it would be very difficult. And the design was so complex that they would have to redo a lot of things. So because of this, they just decided to change between Pirate and Mithra and have them swap between. Interesting, interesting. 
Uh, we all we do have one event that is coming up really soon on March 18th. Uh, Square Enix presents presentation has been announced for uh, like I said March 18th. So just a, a few days from now, a couple days from now, um, it's going to be about 40 minutes long, and it's going to air at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, and that is 1 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. in the UK, 6 p.m. in Europe. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we just know that it's going to be showing off some of their their upcoming games, and we don't really have uh, a whole lot to to go on except for it's probably going to be a little Balan Wonderland, which I know is going to make Jakester incredibly happy. Um, that's uh, tongue in cheek, totally. Uh, he's not a big fan of the uh, the demo there. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, coming up on March 18th. Uh, be sure to join our Discord uh, so that you guys can talk about it while it's happening and after the fact as well. Oh, you're muted, Barry. Oh, yes. Finally, after more than a decade, Nintendo's official support forums appear to be shutting down. Apparently, there uh, some people did get an email, and the email uh, says, after more than a decade of hosting a fun, safe community where passionate Nintendo fans and new players alike can support each other with answers to technical questions about Nintendo products and services, we've decided to close the Nintendo support forums. Going forward, we will focus on the many other Nintendo support options that have greatly expanded over the last decade. So I don't know if, uh, if this is something you knew even existed still or you used it. I personally didn't, but uh, like many things, Nintendo giveth and Nintendo taketh away. <laughs> we were joking earlier that it might be happening on March 31st because that's when everything else dies. Uh, yeah, I remember the insider forums. Like, were you, were you big on the insider forums, Barry? No, but I remember, what was it called now? I forget what it was called. I was on the tip of my tongue. The old school old school Nintendo where it had like an elevator on the side and Fulgore was in the elevator and it went up and down and there was like message boards and ch live chat Ooh. with other Nintendo fans going on. I, I almost say Lodestone, but that's Final Fantasy 14. It was a loud house or something like along those lines. I forget what it was called, but that was like the last time I used Nintendo's community and it was great then. And they took that away too. <laughs> uh, so hard. So hard. I, I, I was very upset when uh, they took the insider forums down and I remember people saying, well, we still got the, the support forums. I'm like, that is not the same. <laughs> don't, don't act like that's the same. That's for, you go for customer support and uh, it's still not that great. Um, <laughs> people actually started like posting just regular things and then they started taking them down. Um, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's going away as well. Uh, we'll see. I, I mean, they took away Miiverse, or is it Miiverse? Is that what it's called on Wii? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they took that away to all these different ways to uh, kind of talk about that Nintendo runs themselves. I, I, it's it's got to be a lot to, to keep, you know, um, ties and all that stuff and, you know, moderate it well and, and things like that too. So, so for some reason, you know, I, I don't, blame them but at the same time i know it's it's hard for some people um but that's why <laughs> you know why barry that's why you follow nintendo fuse on social Absolutely. media because uh we have no plans of going away on march 31st or any day um and you can also join our discord which uh also has no plans of going away so that's where you can go to talk about all your nintendo uh stuff but uh before we wrap it up today of course we're gonna have to talk uh we need to talk about what is coming out over the next week of games 
several several games that are that are coming out uh, over this next week. Um, Beach Buggy Racing Two. I know that uh, you're really excited about that, Barry. Uh, but, uh, there are some other games. Uh, they're going to be really, um, you know, they're they're both as I feel like every week. Uh, is the case um, that there's like some of these very independent games that are kind of just ports from mobile games. And then you also have like some bigger games that are coming out. Um, some of those little ones like Space Otter Charlie. I don't even know if that's good, but it looks funny um, and it looks kind of fun. Um, but that's coming out over this next week. Uh, Raiders of the Lost is it Island. Is fun though? Is it really <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Like fifteen bucks for that, yeah, maybe two dollars, but that's as cheap as you can go right now. Dollar ninety nine, and that they they cut that off at dollar ninety nine. Is the cheapest you can make a game now, which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of games that I have not heard of. Uh, but there is. Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition, uh, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. That's coming out on March 19th. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands comes out on March 23rd uh, for $24.99. Um, we're actually going to go ahead a little bit because, uh, like I said, we don't have another podcast till March 30th. Um, so you can also get Story of Seasons, Pioneers of uh, Olive Town comes out on the 23rd as well. Um, so several, several big games in there mixed in with the, uh, the other kind of games that maybe you've never heard of, but, but that's the cool thing. Like Barry, like some of the games that you, you played this week, like I'd never heard of, but you really enjoyed them. So, you know, if you're looking for something, maybe, uh, maybe just kind of go through and randomly pick some, some game that, uh, kind of seems cool. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we're kind of missing out on is the ability to see like the people that other people that rate the games like you can't see that stuff but uh you know i guess you that's why you got our for our uh our discord and stuff like that uh, monster hunter rise comes out on the 26th uh again balan wonderland comes out uh, wonder world sorry comes out on the 26th as well and uh the game of life too i don't know why there's a sequel to the game of life but it comes out on March 29th for it should 20, be called the game of the afterlife for a regular price of $30. It's on sale for 27, but 30 bucks for the game of life too. I don't know. Barry, what are you going to be playing over the next couple weeks? Any of these games or, uh, any, uh, any other ones? <laughs> Honestly, um, this is the first week where I'm truly not sure. February was, was so jam packed with four huge games that I was looking forward to. And it's now the middle of March and I just finished playing through those four games. And that started at the very beginning of February. So uh, taking a little bit of a breather, um, taking care of work and stuff like that, debating if I want to start another marathon, uh, looking ahead. I'm not sure when the next like must play game is going to enter. Uh, the arena maybe it might be new pokemon snap which is uh you know april so i have some time so i might just look through the library and just go like "Ooh, what's this what's this you know maybe i'll give this a shot and uh, sometimes i find some fantastic games that way that i'm like let me give this a shot and we get on my game of the year list and sometimes i get a game and i play it for for you know 20 30 minutes and just it's not for me so i, don't, I really don't know this time yeah yeah um, I'll, I'm going to definitely be beating, um, 
uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon uh, before uh, next podcast. Uh, I think I only have like a level or two. So like, I think I'll, I'll have time to beat that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be traveling a little bit. So um, I'll be playing my, my Switch on the go, which has not happened in a really long time. Um, and uh, I might end up checking out, I'm interested in Overcooked All You Can Eat, which comes out on March 23rd. Um, I know Overcooked 1 and 2 are good, but I don't know, like, is it too soon? Is this just a cash grab or thrown another one? Or if this is actually going to be uh, worth picking up? This isn't the third one. This is like 1 and 2 with new stuff. Oh, okay. So it's like a interesting. Best of overall. Like, that's like that's an all in one package. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, blended together and remastered. So maybe maybe this is the way, because I think I have, again, I think I got uh, Overcooked 2, I think, on Xbox Live or Gold or whatever, but I don't own them on Switch. Maybe maybe this is the direction to go to uh, actually get both of them. Um, and it's, it's cool because it actually has online. So maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, probably get back into uh, Highway Warriors, Age of Calamity, uh, continue to make some progress in that. And of course, um, checking out the, the Animal Crossing stuff and everything, even though I'm not you know, overly thrilled about it. Hey, it's it's more stuff, uh, <laughs> more digital have things. You, have you gone to uh, Nintendo's island yet? Because that's one of the challenges is to go to their island and you have, I think, until next week to do it or the, tw- yeah, I think like maybe March 26th or something to do it. Uh, so if nope. you haven't done that yet, I guess you I need to do that. Just, just hop on and. It's yeah. actually kind of cool. They've got like a little Mario section where it's like a little maze, and you like you're going through a level, and it eventually ends at the flagpole and all that stuff. Hmm. Nice. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out. I need more things to do in uh, Animal Crossing, anyhow, because I I'm not a completionist like uh, like you guys are. So sometimes I get on there, and it's really just to like do my little things and move on. Um, so maybe I'll maybe I'll go check out the Nintendo Island. Um, Barry, I know you had a packed week last week with, uh, some different podcasts and stuff you were on, uh, want to talk about those anywhere else we could find you and, uh, <laughs> and anything else coming up over the next couple of weeks? Yeah. It's another, another packed week actually. Um, so Midwest gaming classic TV, um, is going to be showing off the games that, uh, we put out with premium edition, um, Wednesday. So tomorrow, at uh, it's at, at 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, Sundays it's going to be at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, that is going to be on their Twitch. It's it's going to be the host playing, and and I'll be in the chat, so I'm, I won't won't be like vocal, but at least I'll be there for for a bit of the time. And then uh, Thursdays we're going to be uh, recording the next Switch Mania Playcast. So I have a very busy week, and that's on top of the fact that we actually launched our games. Now, so the games are out. People are getting them, and uh, lots of communication, lots of fun seeing people uh, get their games and playing their games. And uh, you know, it's surreal because this is something we've been working on uh, since, at least I've been a part of it since like almost a year ago at this point. And and now people are getting it, people are playing it, people are giving us feedback and loving it. And and it's just amazing seeing people say like, I got one of your games, I got it it's so good. I just bought the next game, like just because I like what you did. And like, that's awesome because you know, the, the whole team is really sweat, blood and tears to try and get these products out there into people's hands. And it is so much more work than, than I ever thought. And, and unfortunately, because it's learning, we, we had a wonderful screw up 
where between our, our, our store and our shipping facility where they, they have two different SKUs per order. So because of that, tracking hasn't been updated and it, it won't, they won't talk. So we are actually taking time out of our day to manually update everyone's tracking. And we have thousands of, <laughs> of orders that we have to update one by one by one. And of course, we, we've, we've had a couple screw ups because when you do so many orders, you start getting cross-eyed. And so it's been a lot of work, but it's been also really rewarding to hear from everybody. And uh, just want to say thank you for those that, that have picked up your games, uh, and if you haven't yet, premiumeditiongames.com, um, pick them up because they are selling out. In fact, uh, since we launched, sales have gone up because people are now like, oh, these are legit. This is real. I want to get this. This isn't paperware. And uh, we are running out, which is, which is good because, you know, that's how we're, we're reinvesting the money back into, uh, into putting out more games. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need a bunch of inventory. You need uh, the money so you can make more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're 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 all doing this out of love. I mean, I, like we're 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 choosing not to take a paycheck to reinvest the money to get more games out to people. So that's cool. Just be patient with us, though. <laughs> we're doing the best we can. Uh, Jesse said he got uh, Super Blood Hockey today and uh, done very well. So. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, very well made. Good. I'm glad you got it, Jesse. I hope hope you enjoy it. That's so. Cool. You know, and one of those cool things we're doing, uh, and I can't take credit for this. This is this is the one of the, the co-creators' ideas. Uh, Jeff from uh, who I do the playcast with, fantastic guy. He he came up with this idea to do challenge patches for the games. Where inside the games, open up your game. There's a card. The card gives you a challenge on it. Do the challenge in the game and take a picture of the game of the challenge being done on your game or on your Switch with the challenge card and your physical copy showing like so you don't just like copy and paste a picture here I did it like you have to prove yes I really did it and he is sending out a patch for you um, per game different there's a patch per game with a different challenge and then on top of that um, if you do an unboxing video which is always cool I love seeing unboxing videos and you, you let us know, we're going to send you a logo patch for free just for doing this uh, as our little way of saying thank you. So we want to try and make things you know, great with the community and really get everybody involved. And it's awesome to see people appreciating their games and getting that and opening it up and, and just doing the challenges because you know, so many people, we get our games and we just don't open them. I mean, it's just we have too many games or not enough time. And so many like the limited games, like, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to seal it away. And that's good. My kid's going to go to college on that game. Like we want you to play and have fun and enjoy. So to see people actually opening their games, enjoying it, that's what games are about. Play them. Have fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Barry, I know we're going to chat in between uh, podcasts, but uh, but uh, we'll miss let's talking games on, on the podcast uh, next week. But we'll be back on March 30th. Uh, the day before, um, everything just just dies uh, in terms of the world of Mario. So enjoy it while you can. Uh, but uh, like I said, we'll be back on March 30th. But if you are like that, that is too long. You can do a couple things. One, you can go back to old you know previous episodes and you can check out all the 224 episodes before this one there's a lot there over the last uh what 11 12 years now almost um that we've been doing this podcast uh but you can also join us on social media 
just at Nintendo Fuse, and you can join us on there and talk about all this stuff. And we've got this, uh, we put up a, a poll the other day on Twitter, and uh, it's kind of fun. We had several, a lot of responses on on this poll, uh, trying to talk, like take guesses on where we think the next Nintendo system is going to go. Is it going to be a Switch Pro? Is it going to be Switch 2, Switch, uh, new Switch, or something else? And uh, we had, um, it seems like Switch Pro is, is the one that's kind of taking the lead so far, but uh, a lot of people throw in, thrown in their own responses as well. Uh, Super Switch, Barry threw out there, and seems to be a lot of people kind of jumping on that bandwagon. Uh, but then, you know, we got some others like new Super Switch to you um, that, you know, we never know what's going to happen. So that's what you can get when you follow us on social media. And then you can also join our Discord and... Uh, like I said, when the Square Enix uh, event goes uh, live on, on the 18th, you can join in our events uh, channel on there and talk all about that and uh, all all the other things. Uh, it's a great place to just talk video games 24-7 and uh, just jump in there. The The link is on the screen, but also in the show notes and the description here on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, just uh, shout out to all our our growing population of uh, gamers there on the Nintendo Fuse Discord. Barry, it's been great to talk with you. We miss Greg, but uh, but it's been great to chat with you guys, uh, you and the chat Absolutely. tonight. It's been awesome. So, but uh, yeah, episode two twenty six will be recorded live on March thirtieth. If you haven't joined us live, be sure to do that. Uh, but uh, until we chat in a couple of weeks, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one.